Glad you guys are here. I thank God for you. Those joining us online, I love you guys. This past week on Wednesday, remember it was really rainy and Deb and I are in uh, Janesville and she's still not uh, quite recovered from her injury. So I park as close as I can, but still kind of far away. She stays in the truck. I run to the entrance of Target. And uh, as I get to the entrance, uh, my path converges with a couple of young ladies, beautiful 20-something girls. And one of them, they're under an umbrella. They got brains. Um, But one of them says, I know you. You're the pastor at Central Christian. And when I got close enough to converse with her, I said, well, how long have you come to church? She said, well, I've never been there, but I watch you guys every Sunday on YouTube. So if you're watching, I love you. I thank God for you. You see, here's what we believe. We believe the gospel, which is Christ crucified for our sins because he was fully dead, he was fully buried, and then on the third day rose from the dead, that it has the supernatural power of God to change lives. To change, it's an explosive power that changes the landscape of lives. And so we want to use every means possible to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, whether it's online or with those of you here in person every weekend. I thank God for you guys. It's always good to get your hugs or to stop and pray with you or to shake your hand. And I apologize to all of you uh, that I wasn't able to greet this weekend. I'll try to start on your side next week. Um, I did want to pause just a moment and invite everyone who has served our nation um, in one branch or another of the armed forces. Could I have all veterans stand that we could show our appreciation and respect? Steve, thank you. We love you guys. We thank God for you. Thank you very much. I just want you to look around the room a little bit and see how you are in rare air. You are in the minority. And so we give, the majority, we give our love for your service and our appreciation for the investment of your life, for our nation and our uh, freedom. Um, I I have a question for everybody online, uh, in the room. Do you know the difference between a bad move and a bold move? I mean, everybody makes bad moves. Everybody does. I've made my fair share, you've made yours, but not everyone makes bold moves. Now, sometimes we think we're being bold, but actually we've just had too much to drink. (laughs) True story, true story. There's this young man, 21 years old. Uh, Now he was raised in a good home. He knows right from wrong, uh, but he's kind of got his life off track. Uh, He's partying all the time, hanging out with the wrong uh, crowd. And one particular night, he'd been drinking too much and his buddies dared him to climb a, a telephone pole. And so he's like, oh, I could do that. And he takes up, takes off up the pole. It's 40 feet high. He gets almost to the top. He's making the final grasp for the top of the pole when his feet slip and he begins to plummet, drops like a stone. He's failing his arms in his mind. He's going, I'm going to be killed, severely injured. And then all of a sudden, unexpectedly, his belt catches on one of the spikes coming out of the pole. And now, uh, it's not just that he's drunk and physically exhausted from climbing up, he's dangling helplessly like a turtle on his back uh, from the telephone pole. They have to call the fire department to rescue him. And the next morning, 
headline in the local paper said, drunk man saved from fall by the seat of his pants. <laughs> we all make bad moves. And if, if this is your life, you make a bad move, woo, baby, you're going down. You make a bold move, you're going up. If this is your relationships and you make a bad relationship move, there goes that relationship. If this is your emotions, you make a bad emotional move, boo, down into the pits. If this is your emotions and you make a good, a bold emotional move, boo, you begin to soar. Your life elevates to joy and peace. Jesus said, I have told you these things that my joy might be in you and your joy would be to the full. You see, if you make a bold move in your relationships, bold love, your relationships elevate. You make a bold move of faith with God in your finances and he promises to elevate your finances. Um, let me just distinguish with clarity the distinction between a bad move and a bold move. A bad move is something that you do when you're all about you. You're all about your fear and worry. Never make a decision. Watch your behavior when you are afraid or worried because you'll always make a bad move or angry. You'll make a bad move when you're all about your anger. Never make a decision. Watch your behavior when you're angry because the tendency, you hit anger and boom, down you go with a bad move. You'll make a bad move when you're all about being in control. We make bad moves when we're all about us. But a bold move, a bold move is when you move with God. You, you, you move your emotions with God. You, you move your finances with God. You move your relationships with God. You just keep moving your life with God. I want to illustrate this by telling you another a true story uh, about another guy who made a serious bad move and he paid for it. I mean, big time. But then while he's still in the crucible of the crises that he's created for himself by his bad move, he starts making good moves. I makes, makes bold move after bold move after bold move with God and he's rewarded for it. And he, he is rescued from his severe struggle and he gets his life back. Have you ever been in a severe struggle and you just think, man, this is going on forever. I just want to get my life back. Well, here's his story. His name is Jonah. Jonah and the whale. Actually, the Hebrew word means monstrous fish. A fish is not a whale. A whale is a mammal. I think it was a great white shark that are plentiful in the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, they're about 30 feet long. Their jaws open wide and they catch their prey in one swallow. Like a great white shark has been found to have a horse on the inside. Jonah and the whale, there's this third, year old girl, third, year, third grade girl. In Sunday school, uh, she'd learned the story about Jonah and the whale. And so she goes to school the next day. She is so excited. She tells her teacher, she wants to tell her whole class the story of Jonah and the whale. The teacher says, I'm sorry, you can't do that. The little girl's like, why? The teacher's like, it's not true. The little girl is, it is true. The little teacher, the teacher's like, no, it's not. The little girl says, well, I'm gonna ask Jonah when I get to heaven. 
The teacher says, what if Jonah's not in heaven? The little girl says, then you can ask him. <laughs> I, I believe this historic account is fact. I'll, I'll tell you why a little later on in my talk, my second reason for believing it's fact. But here's the story of Jonah and the monstrous fish. The Lord gave this message to Jonah. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and preach to them. Jonah's like, no way, no stinking way. I hate Nineveh. I hate the people that live there. Ain't no way. I'm gonna go and talk to anybody there. I don't give a rip about them. And so he takes off in the opposite direction. As far as he can go, you see, he's not just going away from Nineveh, he's going away from God. Look at the text. The story goes on this way. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction. What? To get away from the Lord. Have you ever found yourself going in the opposite direction away from God? Going away from God in your relationships? It's kind of a, a steady drift. It's not like we wake up one morning and say, hey, today I'm not gonna give a rip about God. I'm gonna do my own thing, whatever I darn well please. No, it's a, we drift away from God. Have you ever drifted away from God, gone in the opposite direction with your emotions? Have you ever drifted away from God with your, with your finances? This is mine. Don't tell me this is mine. Jonah goes as far as he can go away from God. Here's what the text goes on to say. He, he went down to the port of Joppa. I've been there a number of times through the years. Um, it's a real place. This is about a real man uh, where he, Jonah, found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket, went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord hoping to get away from God. I, I, I got to tell you, I've moved in the wrong direction away from God. I've made bad moves. You've moved in the wrong direction away from God. Maybe you are right now. You, you see, you can come to church and still be moving in the wrong direction away from God. but God doesn't get mad at you. He wasn't upset with me. Maybe I broke his heart, but he kept relentlessly pursuing me. He keeps relentlessly pursuing you with his love. You just can't keep him away from you. You see, God pursues you. When you drift from him, he pursues you relentlessly to turn your bad move into a bold move, to rescue you from your struggle. Um, and here's how God went after Jonah. The text says that the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. I wanted to highlight the word apart because it's a red flag for you. It's a warning sign to me. When it feels like our life is coming apart at the seams, when it feels like our marriage is falling apart, 
when it feels like my parenting has fallen apart, when it, when it feels like my finances are in absolute disarray, it's an indication that we are moving in the wrong direction away from God. For as we drift from him, everything just starts to fall apart. Now, I've lived long enough to know that life can be a severe struggle. My, my Debbie has Alzheimer's. It's, it's a struggle. Being her primary caregiver is a struggle. My mom is grieving the death of my dad. It's a it's a real struggle. You have your struggles. We could stand here all day, everybody sharing their struggles. The storm is not the struggle. The storm is what we think in the struggle. The storm is created by the decisions we make in the struggle. The storm is created by our behavior in the struggle. Jonah, he thought, no way. He decided, I'm going this way. His behavior took him and created the storm. My behavior, my decisions in the struggle, my thinking creates my, same with you. Now, in the midst of our storms, the storms of our life, the storms of our own making, if you will, there is a critical defining moment when I got to reach down in my gut, pull up some character and say, it's my fault. It's on me. I was wrong. My bad. We got to take responsibility for our own behavior and confess our sin. That's what Jonah does. Here's the story. He, he tells the other people in the boat, and this is so huge, because we all have to come to grips with the fact that when we make bad moves, it's not just going to hurt us, it hurts the people closest to us. This case, it happens to be the sailors in the same boat. Jonah says to the sailors, throw me into the sea. And I will become, and it will become calm again. Now, the truth is for you, when you confess your sin in the midst of the storm of your bad move, when you confess your sin, you will become calm again. The peace of God settles over you, and He starts to draw you back to Himself. I, I know this terrible storm, it's my fault. I'm guilty, I'm to blame. My bad. The sailors picked Jonah up and threw him into the raging sea. And the storm, bam, stopped. Just like that, flat as glass. Now, if I'm Jonah and I got tossed into a raging sea or a con sea, I'm freaking out. I'm thinking, I'm gonna die. I'm not a water person. I get seasick in a jacuzzi. Um, <laughs> Years, years ago, about 25 years ago, Deb and I were uh, snorkeling. And we went to see this reef, this, the coral, the beauty, the, the, the fish. But when I realized that that water is over my head, I'm like this on top, looking down. And I reach over and take Debbie's hand. She thinks I'm being romantic. I think I'm going to wet my pants. Serious, I am not a water person. If I was Jonah, I would be freaking out. But he gets a calm, not just to see, but he gets a calm because he said, it's my fault. I'm guilty. It's on me. 
You see, confessing our sin is a big, bold move. And God moves to stop our storm. We create the storm in the struggle with the way we think, the what we decide, how we behave. But when we finally get to the point where we say, I take responsibility for my own behavior, my own decision, my own thoughts. It's me, I confess. God calms the storm within us. And here's the deal. That bold, that's a bold move. That's a bold move of character. But any bold move we make moves God to make bold moves. He responds to our bold, bold moves by making bold moves of his own. I mean, moves of rescue, moves to turn us around, moves to deliver. It's not gonna feel like deliverance right away, but here's what happened to Jonah. Now the Lord had arranged, get this, this is the God of creation. By thought, by words, he created all that is. He created the heaven, the earth, the sea, all that's in them, made everything out of nothing, nothing's impossible or too hard for God. So he arranged, he maneuvered, he orchestrated. And just as he is acting in Jonah's behalf, for Jonah's best, for Jonah's good, so he arranges and maneuvers and orchestrates. In fact, I believe that he has arranged, maneuvered, and orchestrated for you to be here. He is at work to your good. Those of you watching online, God is maneuvering, orchestrating, arranging in your life. God arranged for a monstrous fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was inside the fish for three days and, and three nights. Three days and three nights of darkness, absolute darkness. Three days and three nights of soaking in the monstrous fishes and uh, digestive juices. Three days and three nights of severe discomfort. Three days and three nights to get his heart right with God. Turn him around. You know the number three is a big deal number in the Bible. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was crucified for your sin, and God raised him from the dead on the third day. Look what Jonah's doing in the belly of this monstrous fish. Jonah prays. Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from inside the fish. We can pray from the inside of the struggle, from the inside of the storms that we can create for ourselves with our decisions, our thoughts, our behavior, we can call out to God. And I've done this whole talk just to show you Jonah's, the heart of Jonah's prayer, because this is the prayer that Jonah prayed that got him unstuck from his struggle, got his life back. It's a prayer that I can pray that you can pray that gets us unstuck from our struggles. You see, this prayer is how you turn a bad move and everybody does bad moves. Maybe you're making one, living one right now. But God, through your prayers, you can turn a bad move into a miracle. Serious. And we need them, don't we? We need the miracle. Sometimes the circumstances, like in the Clark home, 
not going to change. Sometimes it gets worse. Like Debbie took a fall a couple of Fridays ago, and it just seemed to make everything a little worse. Circumstance is still the same, but the calm and the peace and the miracle can happen on the inside of us. I pray every day, Lord Jesus, make yourself real at the core of my Debbie. Here's Jonah's prayer, the heart of it. He, he prays, I will worship you with songs of thanksgiving. He's in the belly of this monstrous fish and he's telling God, I know you're gonna get me out. I know that everything is gonna be good and when I'm out and everything's good, I'm gonna go to your temple. I'm gonna praise your name. I'm gonna sing you songs of thanksgiving. He's thanking God ahead of time for the good God is gonna do. Thank God ahead of time for the good he's gonna do with your medicine. Thank God ahead of time for the good he's gonna do by providing you with a different job. Thank God ahead of time for helping your children. Thank God ahead of time for helping your grandchildren. Thank God ahead of time for rescuing your marriage. Thank God ahead of time. He says, I will worship you with songs of thanksgiving. What I have vowed, he's in the bill of that fish saying, God, I'm sorry, I blew it when I said no. I'll do what you say. I'll go where you send. I'll be your guy. I will, what vows I have made, I will make good. He's, he's recommitting his life. He worships God ahead of time. He recommits his life ahead of time, believing in faith that God will deliver him. And finally he says, victory belongs to the Lord. It, uh, this is impossible. This is impossible for me. Lord, there's no way I can get out of this mess. You'll be victorious. You'll get me out. And I'm thanking you ahead of time that victory belongs to the Lord. You know, good things have happened in your life and mine. And when good things happen, if we say, thank you, God, we're simply being grateful. But thanking God in advance while we're still in the struggle. Thanking God in advance while we're still in the storm. Thanking God in advance for the good he's going to do, for the rescue he's going to bring, for the deliverance. That's real faith. Thanking God in advance is a bold move of faith. And God responds to our faith. Here's how he responded to Jonah. The Bible says, then the Lord orders. Notice, he arranges for the fish peace portion of his creation arranges for it to be there and swallow Jonah up as he hits the water. And then he orders the fish. And the Lord ordered this monstrous fish to spit Jonah out on the beach. Man, if I was Jonah, I'd be hugging that sand. I'd be kissing that sand. Thank you, God, for rescuing me. I'm the one that made the bad move. And yet you've been good to me. Thank you, God for being good. Thank you, God, for giving me a second chance. Thank you, God, for hearing my prayer. Psalm 20 verse one says, may the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Verse two, may he send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. I can't tell you how many times through my day I pray those prayers, whether it's to be preaching before you or to offer care and love and service to my Debbie. The Lord answers you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. This God is a God of the second chance. 
You've screwed up. You've made bad moves. I've screwed up. I've made bad moves. God does not treat us as our sins deserve. God does not hold our sins against us. But as high as the heaven is above the earth, so great is his love for those who love him. And as far as east is from west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. God gives Jonah a second chance. He's the God of the second chance. Even today, he brought you here so that you would hear his invitation that he's going to give you a second chance. Just as when we do the, the bad move and it affects those that we love, those closest to. So right now today, you can decide no more of going away from God. Not with my money, not with my emotions, not in my relationship. I'm going to the heart of God with my heart. And when you make that bold move, God, it touches your children. It touches your spouse. It touches your friends. It touches your neighbors. It touches your coworkers. It touches your classmates. It touches your grandchildren. When you make a bold move, it touches, it blesses those close to you profoundly. But the goodness of God, um, could I have the next verse? Thank you. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. Says the very same thing he said earlier. You see, God doesn't change his mind about his purpose for your life. He doesn't change his mind about your destiny. He doesn't change his mind about the direction to take you to your destiny. God doesn't change his mind about the promises he's made in his word. A second time, the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Preach to them. Now, I don't have time to give you the whole book of Jonah. Um, Jonah makes these three bold moves and uh, is rewarded for it. it the, the story, just to be real, does not have a happy ending. He does go to Nineveh. The whole town gets down on their knees, turns their hearts uh, to God. Go home and read the four chapters for yourself. But I just wanted to close by giving you the connections between Jonah and Jesus. Both Jonah and Jesus were in a boat that was overwhelmed by a ferocious, life-threatening storm. And both storms were immediately, miraculously calm. Whether Jesus was in the boat or Jonah was in the boat. This is the other reason I believe the story of Jonah to be accurate and true and authentic. Jesus believed the story of Jonah to be accurate and true and authentic. He talks of Jonah on numbers of occasions, but here's the most intimate connection that Jesus says he shares with Jonah. Jesus speaking, Jesus said, as Jonah was in the, the body of the monstrous fish for three days and three nights, so I will be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. And then he goes heart to heart, eye to eye with each member of his audience and says, now someone greater than Jonah is here. Jesus is greater than Jonah in that Jesus never made a bad move. Though we have failed miserably and we have sinned horribly. Jesus never sinned. Didn't know a sin, didn't do a sin. Lived a sinless life for 33 years. Every time he battled his way through a temptation, he had your, your name, your face on his mind. He had to be perfect for you so that in all our ugly, evil imperfections, he could impute to us the glory and beauty of his perfection. 
when Jaron was in the water earlier, I looked him in the eye and said, you are being made perfect in Christ. Takes all your imperfections and gives you his perfection. But in his perfection, sinless, knew no sin, did no sin. He willingly laid down his life on the cross to pay for our sins. Jesus, fully God, fully human, only perfect candidate to take our place. He was getting our punishment. He was getting the consequences of all our bad moves, taking it in his body. In fact, Bible says he was made to be our sin, made to be our lies, made to be the the terrible things that we've said and the terrible things that he was made to be our sin. Why? That we might be made the righteousness of God. And to validate beyond debate that everything that I've just shared is true, on the third day, God raised Jesus from the dead. You see, Jesus, he knew that his boldest move going to the cross, his boldest move with God would be his best move for God. Same is true of you. Some of you found that out last week. A whole bunch of you came to the cross with your filled out, Commitment card for I love my church. You laid it at the cross. You picked up a keychain to remind you of your commitment. But I know not everybody was here last week. Those guys made a bold move. Boldest move maybe for some. It's your best move for God. And you are going to find his favor in every aspect of your life. That's his promise to you. But if you weren't here last week, and you brought your card or you forgot your card, uh, you can fill one out. They're in the seat back in front of you. And when I'm done with my talk, in just a second, you can bring it to the front. Um, just as I baptized Jaron and others um, this weekend, I, my Jake or I would be happy to baptize you to let you share fully in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, uh, that your life might be put on a whole new trajectory, the old gone, the new come, you a a, a new person in Christ. Um, Also, we're available uh, down here, not just Jake and I, but our prayer leaders. If you need the touch of God in your life anywhere for your health, for your relationships, for your emotions, uh, please come to one of us and we'll just call down God's goodness on you. But let's stand together right now. I'm going to pray over you. Then I'll invite you to come. Would you bow with me, please? Our Father, we bow our heads before you as an indication of our humility, Lord, that we need you. We, we close our eyes so that we can look in our own hearts and, and get honest about the bad moves we've made. And just to say, at least right now in prayer, Lord, we're sorry. It's on us. We screwed up. We made the bad move. But we're praying the prayer of Jonah, Lord. We're thanking you ahead of time. Songs of thanksgiving for the victory you're going to give. Lord, we're making vows right now that we will keep to the God who gives a second chance. Thank you, Lord. Draw us to yourself. Let your goodness overflow out of our lives into the lives closest to us. Even now, provoke our hearts to know the next step you want us to take in our relationship with Jesus. We pray this prayer in his name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Central Wire podcast. Be sure to stay connected with us at centralwire.com and follow us on our social media platforms. That way you can stay up to date with what's happening here at Central. And as always, have a great week.